and welcome to Practically Effective. This is a podcast by Will and Joe, who is me, about effects, props and stunts in various films. And today is a special, and we're talking about metal arms. Because that sounded like a good idea at the time. I think it was for two reasons. Yeah. Deadpool 2 is coming out. Yes. With cable with a metal arm in it. And we recently discovered in our Indiana Jones episode <laughs> that Major Tot... Our favourite character, I think it's fair to say. <laughs> yes. An earlier version of him in the script. Well, I don't know if it got even as far as scripting, but in, like, concept art. Yeah. Um, he was supposed to have not only a radio set in his head, yep. but he was supposed to have a bionic arm that transformed into a machine gun. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so metal arms. Yeah, an episode dedicated to metal arms was formed. Oops, so we've both arms. got four or five yeah. movies to talk about. Yeah, Varying prosthetics. What have you got? You've got the MCU ones. Yep. So Nebula. And the Winter Soldier. And the Winter Soldier. That guy from Kingsman. Kingsman 2. Oh, yes. That guy. who His name's Charlie. I was expecting him to have an awesome name, like Metal Fist. Metal Charlie. <laughs> his name's just Charlie. I've got, got Ash from Evil Dead. Yep. And which I haven't even heard of. I'm just <laughs> mentioning this now. I'll do an amazing exp- um, explanation for you. And I've got Tihi from Different oh, yeah. Left Eye, which is legitimately his name, <laughs> Tihi Johnson. I, and you, sir. I have uh, Mad Max. Yep. What's the character's name in the metal arm? Furiosa. See, that's a good metal arm name, not Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. I don't think she was like. Well, maybe she was born. I don't know. She, she like, was born with a metal arm? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know if she was born with that name. Or if she was, like, renamed that by uh, the big the big dude. See the villain, the big dude. <laughs> yes. What you're going to discover is that we both... Like, there's very few movies that we're about to talk about that both of us have watched. <laughs> you haven't watched Mad Max, have you? No. I've also got Forrest Gump. Yep. Which is not a metal arm. It's a metal leg. There was a communication issue. <laughs> but we decided to just do it anyway. So <laughs> yeah. You have seen that, haven't you? Yes. Starship Troopers. I've not seen. Which you haven't seen. And The Fugitive. Actually, I have seen. Which you have seen. Yes. yes. But you haven't seen most of the ones on my list. And, fun I've fact... Seen, haven't I seen, I've seen... I haven't seen Kingsman. You haven't seen Kingsman. You haven't seen Live and Let Die. No. And you haven't seen Evil Dead. So the only ones I've seen are the Marvel ones. I haven't seen Evil Dead either. So this will be fun. <laughs> Wow, well researched. I hope there's no Evil Dead fanatics out there. Well, there's like three movies. Yeah. So I didn't want to watch all of them. Did you watch all of the Marvel ones with those two characters in? No. Okay. Because that's that's like five movies. Did you watch any of them again? Full movies, no. I watched a lot of clips on the internet. We are dedicated (laughs) podcasters. I watched more than two hours. I watched all of mine. Really? Yeah. I watched all four. Top notch. You're a well researched man. Yeah. So where do we start here? Well, we wanted to start with Major Tot. Yes. Is there anything else to say about him? We said basically everything in the... Yep. Not only the intro, but again in the Indiana Jones episode that you can yeah. go and listen to on SoundCloud at Practically Effective. For free. Or on YouTube or iTunes. <laughs> Our gift to you. Yeah. Also, apparently it pops up on loads of other podcast apps. Does it? Because if you, I googled practically effective recently, and it's like practically effective on pod app. Well, I'm glad you, at least one person has found <laughs> our podcast. Yeah, good. So there you are. But yeah, he was meant to have a bionic arm, and then he didn't. Yep. Because they decided to do a beef silly. <laughs> no, well, I don't know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> None of the characters in these movies are silly. They're all very <laughs> serious. They're very serious films. I think it's fair to say mine are on the whole more serious films than yours. Yes. I, I mean, I got the, the like the tongue in cheek metal arms. Yes. And you've got these serious. A lot of mine. A lot of my metal arms are, like the metal arms in your ones can be used as like sci-fi gadgetry gizmos. Yes. Whereas a lot of mine are just kind of like, eh, yeah, that guy has not. Okay, good. I okay. I hope now that no one is screaming at their podcast device a really obvious movie where someone has a metal arm. What's that? I don't know. Oh, I thought I you, I thought like you, I thought you just thought of something. No, but, I mean, we ruled out anyone where a character has two metal arms, because that's just too many. <laughs> okay. Well, we, did, we weren't going to do, well, like, Robocop. We weren't going to do, like, proper cyborg, not, like, full cyborg no. people, like Terminator. No. We'll save that for another day. Yeah. When we say metal arms, we just mean prosthetic arms, really, because the yeah. guy in the fugitive is not, it's not metal. No. So, it's made of wood. It's just a tree. It's made of, like, plasticky yeah. stuff. Yeah. All right, who do you want to start? Me start, you start? Uh, you can start. Alright, who do you want to hear about, Will? Just whatever's at the top of your list. Oh, at the top of my list is Kingsman 2. Oh. I went to this one first because it's the one I knew the least about until I discovered Ash from Evil Dead. Uh, I haven't seen Kingsman 2, neither as Will. Let's go. I can't believe you did, you're doing a film you haven't even watched. I couldn't find this, like, on one of the streaming services and also I've heard it's the worst and I didn't want to watch it. Allow me to read to you some of the things I learned about this, Will. Okay. Basically, in the first movie, the main character, whose name is Eggsy... You have seen Kingsman 1. I have seen Kingsman is 1. Is he in there as well? Yes. Okay. Turns out Charlie is one of the recruits, one of the prep, posh prep school boys that Eggsy beats yeah. to becoming the Kingsman agent. He got recruited by the villains. Oh. And a, one of his arms fell off. <laughs> it was explained where it went. So in the first one, he doesn't have a violent arm. No. He's just a posh prep school dude with like floppy hair. And then in the second one, he's a posh he's... prep school dude. No, no, he's hard, arm. hard as nails, man, with oh. like a skinhead and metal arm. But how, why did he have a metal arm? Because the other one fell off. <laughs> well, how did it fall off? I wish I knew. Well, I wish I knew because <laughs> I thought it fell off in the taxi fight at the beginning of the movie, mm. but that was one of the metal arms, and that fell off, and then he got another one. Oh, <laughs> so. His metal, let's talk about what his metal arm can do, Will. Okay. Because it's not just a big old lump of metal. Right. His special skills that he has. He can fire his hand on a cable <laughs> to get things like 10 metres away. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so there's a scene where he's trying to get a briefcase and it's just him firing his hand at things. <laughs> and then like, it comes out on a cable and it just lands and it goes all weirdly fluffy. <laughs> and then it just kind of slides back slowly. It's... Yeah, it's not ideal. His hand can also rotate, like, through and just, he can spin it around like a blender. Yeah. I mean, he uses that to... Use to prepare his breakfast. <laughs> he uses that to deadly effects when someone pulls a gun on him, and he grabs the gun and kind of rotates it. That's quite cool. There's another bit where he picks up a bowling ball and just spins it for no reason. But uh, uh, let's, I would like to tell you some of the things that his, like that it said on the Wikipedia article. Because I, I read the plot synopsis on Wikipedia. Oh my goodness. Uh, so in the first scene, he uses his arm to hack. He's in a taxi. Right? <laughs> he hacks the taxi. He's in a Kingsman taxi, so it has like a computer in it. And he hacks in with his arm into the Kingsman computer to get the location of every Kingsman base right. in the country. How does he hack into it? Well, does he like have a USB port on his hand? Don't know. Is it like in Avengers where Hawkeye fights? Oh, yes, he has a little little prongs come out of the wrist. Yeah, yeah, it must be that. And then, um, okay, so then him and Eggsy have a big old fight right at the end, yeah. right? And Eggsy hacks into his arm 
and it just stops working. What's well, okay, so I found a clip. Right? His arm connected to the internet. I don't know, but he had like he's he's about to kill Exy, and then his smartwatch bleeps Exy's smartwatch, and he goes, "Oh yeah, a successful hack," and then he presses a button, and the arm just kind of flails about wildly, <laughs> which is great. Uh, and then, like, Eggsy goes inside to do something, and he comes back out, and the guy's just in a tree, <laughs> hanging out of a tree by his metal arm. <laughs> yes. And then, okay, so this is a phrase that sums up how dumb this movie is. You ready? Yeah. Eggsy kills Charlie, while Harry destroys Poppy's robotic attack dogs with the help of Elton John. <laughs> um, I'm sure that makes sense in context of the film. I looked up the clip. Yeah. That happens. <laughs> is Elton John like a code name for someone? Nope, it's literally it's Elton, Elton John. John. Did they get actually Elton John? Yes. Elton John is a Kingsman agent, I think. No, 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 but is Elton John yes. played by Elton John? Yes. Really? He's playing wow. himself. <laughs> okay, so to do this, right, I found a, a really a VFX guy and he was having a spiel about how they did it. And they basically, because the actor had two arms, fun fact. Really? Yes. Wow. And one of them was not made of metal, sadly. But they had, they had to get the actor to basically stick his arm behind his back or hold his arm where it would be easiest to paint out. Yeah. But the guy said that when you're running around with one arm strapped down to your side, all of the chest, like shoulder muscles still move. So basically they had to give this guy a completely CGI torso. How, how far up does the arm extend? It's all the way to the shoulder. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, it's like Bucky Barnes's. Right. Yes, so it's a proper arm. Because there was a, there were a couple that I came across that did a similar thing. Yeah. But they were able to get away with it, I guess, because the prosthetic was just lower down. Okay. So if it's just like the, your lower arm, just yeah. tie your arm down your back or something. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah. but he does look ridiculous running around with his arm just behind his back. I feel like we should rate these somehow. But I, according to what criteria? I don't know. That, I just thought this would be a fun way to wrap up each one. I didn't. I should have thought of something. You need I to think it through. Yeah, I did. I thought I'd suggest it, and we'd pros and cons. <laughs> pros, you can prepare fruit smoothies very easily. This is true. Cons, it can apparently be hacked by a guy with a watch. <laughs> yep. So, so overall, yep. If you had to have a prosthetic arm, would you take that one? Alright, yeah, so this is our game. Let's just say on the way here, my arm fell off. Yep. Would I take the arms? Yes. Okay, no. No? I mean, actually, it looked pretty cool. It it was... You would rather have no arm than that arm. Okay, <laughs> okay so, um, a lot of these arms, like especially Bucky's and Nebula's, they're kind of just metal like, yeah. in the shape of an arm. Yes. This one, you could see all the sprockets and the gears and all the cool stuff hanging yeah. around. So, I like the look of it. I, l- I like the fact that you can fire at your hand, but I feel like in a real world situation it's not that helpful. <laughs> so I couldn't be like, I'll just. Well, if you had, like, say there was something on that shelf that I'm pointing at in an audio only medium. About two to three meters away, yeah. yes. You could just shoot your arm at it and grab it. You wouldn't have to get up. You could be incredibly lazy. But the thing is, it doesn't whip back like Spider Man's webs. It kind of just drags along the floor. Oh, so I'd fire just up... destroy everything. I'd fire up there to get that can of, like, spray glue paint stuff. And I'd then pull back, I'd, like, coil in, and it would fall off the shelf, <laughs> destroy everything in its path before it got back to me. And I, it wouldn't be like I could use it to, like, grab a burrito from, like, a guy across the street or something. Because it would be dragged across, <laughs> across the floor. The floor. 
<laughs> and I probably the cable will probably get run over <laughs> like I get caught in the axle of a bus drags along by my arm that actually happens in Mad Max does it? yeah good <laughs> so yeah that's a major con I feel so you would rather have no arm than oh no here's what we do go we go through all of them and then which one would we most like to have Okay. Out of all of those. <laughs> what if we go, we do that at the end, but now we go, is it better than a regular arm? Ah, okay. <laughs> well, I think no. a lot of that has to do with whether you can, like, feel when you're talking stuff. Okay, It doesn't also... have, like, nerve endings in it. It's also super strong. Like, to the point where he tries to do some legitimate bowling and throws it through the ceiling. <laughs> well, that's just because he's not good at controlling it, I guess. Yeah, this is true. But, I mean, he's in a fighting situation. He needs to be. No, I'd take a regular arm over this dumb arm. Okay. It's a pretty good effect. It looks nice, but the cable is, is asking for disaster. <laughs> you're asking to get it caught in something. Your hand is going to fall down a drain at some point, <laughs> and you're going to have to call the fire brigade and say, can you get my hand out of this drain? <laughs> All right, do you want to do one? All right, Mad Max? I'll do Mad Max. <laughs> Go for it. Well, it's actually kind of like you were saying, yep. where you can kind of see the inner workings. Yes. It's not like smooth plate metal or whatever. It's yeah. all... Because, um, obviously with Mad Max, everything's a bit kind of scavenged, I guess. Because it's post-apocalyptic, yeah. yeah. So they've kind of had to, I guess they've had to sort of scrap together this metal. But for that, it seems, for something that's been scrapped together in a post-apocalyptic yeah. area, or like, world, it seems pretty good, actually. Oh, cool. Like, it's not like jerking, like, so you can like drive with it, obviously. Yes. It's not like jerking around or anything. <laughs> is it her, which hand is it? She changed gear with that hand. Because uh, she changed gear in a thousandth of a second. <laughs> I think it's only a hundredth of a second. <laughs> yeah, that's another. I can't believe we didn't do this. Oh, one. what have we done? Oh, no. I can't believe we didn't do the metal hand. The, <laughs> the, the hand grenade. The hand grenade hand. Why did we oh, not think of that? No. To have committed a travesty. That's what everyone will be shouting. That's what everyone wants. Podcast this course. is what the people want. <laughs> So, but anyway, yes, it seems to have about the same sort of range of motion and sensitivity of motion as a human hand. Yeah. So I don't know how they manage that in <laughs> the... a nuclear wasteland. But <laughs> there you go. How much like an arm does it? Is it like because the Winter Soldier's arm? Yeah. Which is, I think, the the most basic metal arm you can have. It's basically a silver arm that's super strong, right? How? Oh, it doesn't have any like fancy attachments or anything. Yeah, it doesn't seem to. Does it have, like, a hand on the end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a hand on the end. Cause... It's not like a stump. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even change gear with that. Well, one of, a couple of mine do not have hands on the end. No, no, but no, we'll it, get to it, that. It seems to have the same functionality as a human arm. Yeah. It seems true. Cool. Except like, it's obviously more resistant to, you know, being hit and things. Does it have super strength? It doesn't seem to. No? I don't recall... Well, I, there's a bit we'll get onto where it's not really super strength, but it's like... Basically, she, like, tears her own arm off in order to tear someone's face off. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, here's the... Here's, so this happens really quickly, and I paused it and re-watched it over a few times. <laughs> yep. And I couldn't really figure out what was going on, but okay. I'll, I'll sort of give it my best go. She seems to, like, clamp... You, know, you remember the... You've seen, you haven't seen Mad Max, have you? No. Okay. Not the, 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 like, the main villain, mm-hmm. right... He has, like, a, a mask on his face. Yes. He's not Bane. <laughs> he just has a mask on his face. And she seems to, like... The villain is, like... Um, basically, she betrays the main villain right at the start. Right. And she, like, 
seems to, like clamp her hand like on his mask, right, and then like attach with a rope or like a wire or something attaches the other end of her arm to like an axle in a car, right, and it pulls her arm off and drags the guy's face off with it with it because the car is moving. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So it's not really super strength; it's just. Can be removed easily <laughs> with great force. That's a pro. <laughs> I think. Also, she doesn't seem to like loosen her arm off before then, right? Yeah. And like the stump isn't doesn't seem to be bleeding, so it's not like it's, it's not it's not like the arm was attached to the stump and it's been pulled out. It's like it's just kind of sitting there. Yeah. So why didn't it just like fall off every time she just holds her arm at her side or something? <laughs> there doesn't seem to be anything attaching it. I don't know. <laughs> But yes, um, as far as how that was done, yep. it seems to this the most of them seem to be done this way, mm-hmm. where if they want to just have you having no arm, mm-hmm. they'll put like a green sleeve on your arm or something, yep. and then repaint the arm out and replace it with the background. Yeah. For this one, they did the same that for for when she's not wearing her arm, they did that. Mm-hmm. Then when she has the prosthetic arm on, she had the green sleeve on. And then they just built the prosthetic arm over the top. Okay. And then they can just, like, the bits that you can see the green, they can just fill in those bits. Yep. Gotcha. Because it's not, like, solid metal. It's, like, as I said, you can, yeah. like, kind of see through it. So Can you... Do the inner workings, like, move? Yeah, yeah. yeah cool. Did she do any cool and showy things? Or... No, not... Except for ripping that guy's yeah. face off. <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's... not. I actually... In the film, I didn't sort of... You don't really notice it. Yeah. Like, she might as well not have it. <laughs> it doesn't really make any... Plot difference or anything really, except for face ripping. Yes, except for face ripping, and uh, it can help build a character even if it doesn't have any effect on the yeah. plot. You know, so yeah. yeah. So pros and cons. I mean, like I said, it seems to have about the same functionality as a human arm. Yeah, but I doubt it has like sense of touch, and like, there's got to be something wrong with it, given that it's just been scrapped together. Like it can't be. Is it all like rusty? Yeah, it seems to be a bit worn. She's so, quite well worn. When you're on the tube with all the other metal arm people, they're going to give you dirty looks. <laughs> Bucky Barnes will be there with this shiny Russian metal arm. I would not have this arm over a regular. I wouldn't yeah. replace my arm with this arm. <laughs> Fair enough. So would, would it be any use to you in your day to day? No. Like I said, it doesn't seem to have any anything extra. No. So it's just be an inconvenience. Think of all those yeah. airport metal detectors you'd set up. Yeah. <laughs> it's my arm. It's there's a, a, there's a gag in an airplane. <laughs> yeah. The, the guy goes through the metal detector, doesn't he? Yes. And then he's like, he takes off like his arm <laughs> yeah. and like his legs. Things. <laughs> yeah, there is. Yeah. <laughs> is there a joke with where the Terminator goes through a metal? No, it's Wolverine. They they're always doing things where Wolverine goes through metal detectors and mm. they sets it off. I don't think the Terminator has gone through an airport metal detector, but also I don't think that that's a very interesting concept. <laughs> Should we do Bucky Barnes and Nebula? Because I keep okay. talking about them. Okay. Okay, similar to what you said, basically. Uh, so, I couldn't find a like a specific video of things, so I s- went through loads and loads of B-roll footage right. of the Winter Soldier. And basically, he has a basic metal arm over his arm. The hand is a green glove, and then it's got little like motion dots, and they enhance it with CGI, basically. That's the Good. Winter Soldier. He's also the first Marvel character to lose his arm twice. <laughs> Because okay, that's an interesting record. He loses it in the Winter Soldier, obviously, and gets it replaced with a metal arm. And then in Civil War, Tony Stark blows off his metal arm. Yeah. So he loses an arm twice. You yeah. would think that Shield, yes, multi-billion-dollar finance, probably, Presumably, secret yeah. government agency, yes, 
could afford a better arm than some <laughs> Soviet Russians <laughs> made in the fifties. But no, no, or that, or a better arm than uh, some post-apocalyptic scavengers made. Yes, because it seems to not really be any better than that. He does. He does big punches with it. <laughs> okay, good. he does great feats of strength. It's stronger than his other arm, right? Bucky has super soldier serum in him, doesn't he? Or some kind of serum. I think, yeah, he does. He's enhanced. But he also has a metal arm. Yes. Which would slow you down, surely. Well, it depends. It depends how well the arm is made. It could be faster. Apparently, Sebastian Stan walked with, like, a deliberate swagger because Mm. the massive metal arm would off-balance him. So that was something he tried to do. That's quite... That's good. That's, like, a nice touch. Made an effort. Yeah. I don't know whether he swaggered because the arm was too heavy or too light. Presumably <laughs> too heavy. But I'm trying to think of cool and interesting things that he does with it, but he mainly uses it for punching. Also, a lot of the time he's hiding behind it. He uses it to de- like block bullets. <laughs> a discount version of Captain America's shield. <laughs> yes. He sees yeah. Captain America blocking stuff with his shield. He's like, I want some of that. Oh, I saw that action. <laughs> Takes his arm in front of his face. <laughs> he sees Cap throw his shield. <laughs> he starts throwing his arm. <laughs> <laughs> he watches uh, Kingsman and thinks I want that punchy glove <laughs> there is a good bit in Civil War where the German SWAT guys have just slammed through his door yeah. with one of those uh, what they call it the enforcer it's like a massive metal bar and there's a bit where he scoops that up in his metal arm and swats some guys with it <laughs> it's SWAT guys <laughs> anyway that was my terrible joke for the wow. podcast <laughs> I pretend there'll only be one <laughs> Uh, Nebula was similar but slightly different while Bucky's arm appeared to actually be like a metal or plastic thing over his real arm Nebula because she's all prosthetics anyway they put like they don't just apply makeup to her they kind of put these silicone-y parts on her head right. so for the, like the um, cyborg-y elements and her arm just appears to be like a silicon sleeve and I found this weird video of them like lubing up her arm so they could slide yeah. the, all the way up. Yeah, the metal arm up. Um, unpleasant image. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't pleasant to watch, to be honest. Yeah, and then also a green glove for the hand, and like in Guardians too, because she doesn't have a hand for most of it. She just has like a little, like a little three pronged grabby. Grabby, like one of those claws in those machines. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she just broke into a claw machine and used one of those little claws. Uh, yeah, so it's again a sleeve enhanced by CGI. But then all, all of her is really because they put the prosthetic. <laughs> yeah, they just squish her in a rubber tube, <laughs> and she jumps around the set like someone in a sleeping bag. <laughs> no, they put the prosthetics on her, and then they touch it up with CGI and the thing. But then the that's took, the same as Bucky, then really. Yeah, but it took four hours to apply all her prosthetics, which is nuts. I'm sitting in a chair for four hours, having people paste stuff on you, and then you start going to work. You actually do your job. Uh, so both of these arms basically have the capability of a normal arm Nebula doesn't use her metal arm for anything no except in the first Guardians she like chops her own hand off oh yeah and falls out of the ship so I mean you could do that if you had a regular hand <laughs> yes I suppose you could uh, but yeah the main advantage of these arms is they can be blown off without causing you too much physical pain yeah. Does, is that better than a real arm though yeah I mean, I if like someone's gonna whack you with like an axe or something, yeah, and there's no way to get out of it, just give them your arm. I suppose, yeah. The pro is you can hide behind it, <laughs> yeah, and that you, it can take a lot of abuse. And when it gets damaged, some Russians will come and mend it for you. Yeah, you can that, just get it replaced. Yeah. That happens in Winter Soldier. 
Also, Nebula can like take her hand off and like slot in new ones. And you could replace it with a little claw if you want to grab children's soft toys from them. <laughs> I wonder what other attachments she has. Do you think she has like a cutlery attachment? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a knife and fork. She's like some chopsticks if she's yeah. got Chinese. <laughs> like a torch attachment so she can read at night. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, I can day to day life. TV like. remote attachment. <laughs> yes. Day to day life, I take this. Really? Because of the different attachments? Yes. <laughs> You could just, like, make your own attachments. Just you could. How good would that be? So, would you take space arm over massive steel Russian arm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Russian arm would just keep breaking down. But also, Nebula is a cyborg, isn't it? Does that mean you couldn't have the arm without all the rest of it? No, I, don't, I think you could have the arm without the rest of it. I just no. don't think she does. Fair enough. Because like, they don't say, like, oh, the arm is, like, the last thing. It would be weird if they were dependent like, on everything else. If Nebula was like, yes, he replaced parts of me and he replaced my metal arm in such a way as that it is internally wired and would not work unless the rest of you were a cyborg. Yeah, exactly. So would you take either of these over your current fleshy flesh bag? I'd take a Winter Soldier left arm. Really? Yes. But it's just a club of metal, basically. <laughs> okay, if... If I was an assassin, I'd take a metal arm. In my day-to-day, it's not that useful, really, is it? Really? As an assassin? But you're supposed to... Assassin just, like, sneaking around and... Yeah, Bucky doesn't do that, does he? Yeah, it's not really an assassin, <laughs> as such. Well, okay, we're going day-to-day with this, right? Yeah, okay. You don't, like, change your job. No. I mean, I work with children. I feel like I'd kill a lot of children by accident. <laughs> no, fair enough. I don't need a metal arm in my day-to-day. Like, I'm not a Winter Soldier metal arm, anyway. Yeah. We'll see going down the list. What about a uh, nebula metal arm? Would you take that? I with could, different attachments. I could replace it, I suppose. When the children need milk at snack time, I could replace it with like a, a little <laughs> funnel attachment. Milk dispenser. Yes! How good would that be? <laughs> or like a little straw dispenser, and they would get a little carton, and I just punch <laughs> a straw in with my straw hand. Imagine how much attention children in school would pay if you were like, right, I'm just removing my hand and attaching the pen <laughs> attachment. <laughs> And then you scroll on the board. It's a right arm as well, isn't it? Or is it a left arm? Oh, I can't remember. I meant to make a note and then I didn't. You could get like a stamper attachment, like a well done good work attachment. Yeah. And you could just do you, stamp do it. Do you give those to people? I used to, at the last school, yeah. Wow. I once drew a smiley face in a kid's book and made his day. <laughs> <laughs> he got six out of six on his spellings. Well. Wow. He deserved That's it. That's good. Yeah. He's an English professor now. <laughs> He's not. He's like eight. Anyway, should we continue? Yes, Starship Troopers. Go on, tell which me. you haven't seen. Again. And so there's two instances I want to talk about. Yes. The first is, there's like an administrative guy yep. sitting behind a desk. And the main character is like signing up for the military. And basically, basically how well you do on a batch of tests determines which branches of the military you can go into. Okay. And basically the lowest of the low is just the, it's called the mobile infantry. Which right. is just like the, the grunts. Yeah. And the stormtroopers of this universe, basically, yes. yes. Although you could go on a rant about that because actually, in law, stormtroopers are super elite people, but in the films, they don't do it right. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, Continue. Um, so he goes up to this uh, bureaucracy guy, yep. and like his girlfriend's just gone through in front of him, and she's like going to be a pilot in the navy, yep. and like his other friend is behind him, and he's going into like military intelligence, you know. And so he's like, "What branch are you going into?" And she's like. 
I'm going into the Navy. And, like, oh, and he's like, oh, that's good. And the military intelligence guy goes, uh, I'm going into military intelligence. And he goes, oh, so next time I'll probably be having to salute you and things like that. <laughs> yeah. And then this, the main character walks up and says, what branch are you going into? So he says, I'm going into the mobile infantry. Like, good for you, son. The mobile infantry made me the man I am today. And the camera pans down and you see he's lost both his legs and he has a metal arm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. And that's the man he's today. Yeah. yeah. What's left of the man he is today. Yeah. So that's the first guy. That's his whole screen type. Yeah. So it's not really a major guy. The other guy starts off the film as like his like politics teacher in right. school. Yeah. But he's like obviously ex military. Yeah. And at that point he just has like an arm stump. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have like a prosthetic or anything. Yeah. And then later on they, they're they not sort of at war at that point. And then later on, they go to war and presumably he rejoined the military or got re-recruited in or whatever. Okay. And becomes the main character. The main character is called Rico. Yep. Becomes Rico's commanding officer. Okay. And at that point, he then has a metal arm. Yep. And he's like, oh, I know you're from school. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they did that with, as seems to be the, the common thing, they gave a blue sleeve over his arm and then painted out his arm and Give him a little one. Because this is an older movie, isn't it? It's an older 80s. movie, yeah. It's, I think it's 80s. I'm not mm. sure. Does he do any cool and interesting things with it? The only bit, really, is when uh, he goes... There's a guy who has a hole in his head, and he pokes the hole with his metal arm. <laughs> Does that bring him back to life? <laughs> no. <laughs> so he just, like... Disturbs a man's corpse. Yes. That's cool. <laughs> is it worth it? <laughs> well, I wanted to sort of go on a little, little bit more to say. Go on. Like, this guy... I've forgotten his name, actually. I can't his name. But uh, he... Uh, towards the end of the film, he gets both of his legs cut off. Yes. And for that scene, they got an actual amputee... Yes, ...to so, yeah. flail around yeah. with no legs. And then uh, Rico Mercy kills him. Oh, cool. So there you go. Yeah. There you are. We should go and see this. Yeah. It's a fun film. The book apparently is a lot more serious. Right. And the fil- some people have described the film as almost like a parody of the book, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is it over-the-top humour? Is it too much humour? No, 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 no. No, it's not... There's not... I wouldn't say in any way there's over-the-top humour. Yeah. So we're talking it, like... It has, like, humorous moments. Mm-hmm. Like, in the same kind of way as, um, like, a Marvel film, maybe. It's like Guardians kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah? It ha- it, like, it has its humorous... But it's most, there's quite a lot of dark humour. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So pros and cons of this guy's metal arm. What does it look like? Is it like a smooth, shiny one oh. or intricate workings? Uh, you can't see the inner workings. Yeah. It seems very... It, like, he can, like, hold and fire a gun with it. Okay. So it's very dexterous. Yeah. He seems to have quite good control over it. Yeah. But it's all, it, it looks kind of bulky. But when you see him moving it around, it doesn't seem to be. Okay. So, you know. We didn't mention the Bucky Barnes in Civil War. He picks up a plum and he holds it without crushing it. Wow. Very dexterous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> fruit-based interjection. So it's a it's a good it's a high tech metal arm. It's how, a high tech metal arm. Yeah. How far in the future are we in Stars of Jupiter? It's tw- I think it's like the year that comes into my head is twenty one ninety seven. Yep. But I don't know where that that just because I read it somewhere and I've kind of forgotten. But I see it's like it's that sort of time. Yeah. So it's far enough in the future that metal arm technology is very good now. Yeah. Excellent. And presumably, because like he was, as I said, like a politics teacher, yeah, got re joined up to the military, and they presumably said, 
Have a medal on. <laughs> Here you go. Just so, give us handing them out like candy. <laughs> Anyone who wants one. So, would you take a medal arm over your current fleshy appendage? Again, it all comes down to whether it has a sense of touch. Let's say it does. If it did, then I probably would, to be honest. Yeah? Yeah. Excellent. Because it doesn't seem to have any, like, disadvantages. Yeah, the problem with one where you can seal the inner workings yeah. is if you put, like, a shirt on over that... It's going to get... It's going to get caught in the gears. Or you'll just have an oily sleeve. Yeah. So, yeah. And the thing is, there are sequels to Starship Troopers. Yeah. None of which I've heard are very good. But they're <laughs> there. And apparently in those, they are able to get prosthetic arms that just look like regular arms. Oh, okay. So, so that would then just be the best yeah. solution. Because you don't even have the aesthetic problem. True. Oh, damn it. This is what we forgot. iRobot. Oh, yeah. He does have a, uh, an arm that looks just like and he has, He's able to repair it just by spraying some yes. stuff on it. You spray robots on it. Yeah. Presumably it's a robot in a can. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next. Would you like live and let die? Or would you like Ashley? Would you like to know more? That's a Starship Troopers joke. Okay. I'll take your word. <laughs> uh, what do you want? Bond or Evil Dead? Go with Evil Dead because I'm intrigued. I don't know anything right. about it. I'm really looking forward to telling you about um, live and let die. Anyway, Ash is the main character. Of the Evil Dead franchise. Yeah. In Evil Dead, he fights some people who were evil. Well, can you give me, like, a synopsis of the Evil Dead? Because I know nothing about it. Okay, long story short, the, this is there's three movies. Yeah. Okay? And the first one's Evil Dead. Yeah. And basically, Ash goes to a cabin in the woods with a few of his friends. They're all teenagers in, like, early 20s. And some evil dead beings come and try and kill them. And they have to kill them all, basically. Ash is an idiot. Of course. Sam Raimi said that Ash is completely incompetent at everything except killing the evil dead <laughs> so um, no metal arms in play in evil dead okay that was it's one of like that's why it's in our metal arms episode <laughs> no um, wait till evil dead 2 will okay basically evil dead was made in like it was I think it was Sam Raimi's first film or his first big film and it was like one location it was cheap to make there were lots of the effects are actually reasonable um, but some of it is shot in his garage, and it's it's very homemade. But apparently, it's also very effective. Evil Dead Two, Ash for some reason goes back to the cabin in the woods. Yeah. Now I believe that the Evil Dead kind of zombify all his friends, and he has to come like you know that scene in Shaun of the Dead, yeah. where Shaun has to shoot his mum. Right, yeah. He has that kind of moment with his girlfriend, and he goes back to see basically if he can recover any of them. I think, and when he gets there, he. Um, his girlfriend bites him in the hand because she's still evil and dead. Okay, the first one is relatively serious. The second one <laughs> is a parody okay. of itself, essentially. I mean, the clips I watched were great, and I'm now tempted to watch the whole thing. Again, couldn't find it on the internet. So, she bites him in the hand, and his hand turns evil. So, uh, there's a lovely scene where his hand is trying to kill him by smashing plates over his Doesn't head. Doesn't the arm realise that if he dies, the arm will be kind of that the arm then gets what it wants it wants to kill out maybe it just wants to end its own tortured existence <laughs> it's hard to say really yeah. but it's it's smashing lots of plates over Ash's head it rams his head into a sink several times knocking him out and yet the arm <laughs> remains <laughs> but it's a sentient being and the arm spots don't ask me how because he's knocked out and his eyes are closed but the arm spots like a meat cleaver on the floor right. like a few metres away and drags Ash's unconscious body towards the meat cleaver I'm gesturing. It's very good. I'm building a sense of tension. <laughs> and basically, just before the hand gets a hand around the meat cleaver, 
Ash chops, like, stabs through the hand, like, through the palm of the hand with a knife, because he's revived. And then he, no. he grabs a chainsaw, which there just is lying around. <laughs> yeah, the hand just... didn't notice it, fortunately. <laughs> he starts the chainsaw with his teeth and cuts the ar- his hand off, and then replaces his hand with the chainsaw. <laughs> does he like go to a hospital and have this done, or does he just nope. jam the chainsaw <laughs> into the stump? I mean, I think I'm not entirely sure how it's supposed to work because his hand appears like his stump appears to go into the chainsaw. What? And he he has like a little hook on his chest yeah. so that he can look hook in the starter cord and he can start it with one hand. And for the rest of the movie, he's there killing Evil Dead with his chainsaw what? hand. It's nonsense, and I love it. Utter nonsense. It is also. Being chopped off doesn't stop his evil hands. It yeah. scurries around the house oh, and causes nuisance for the rest of the movie. Good. Yeah, a lot. it was a lot of practical effects. Mm. Um, there were some good head explosions, which were good, and obviously a hand got stabbed. Oh, yeah, at the end of Evil Dead 2. So how did they do the chainsaw on his arm? They got a chainsaw. <laughs> they cut his hand off. Um, so they didn't use a real chainsaw, obviously, but... Okay, so they, they ran the chainsaw on the end of his hand. He basically had his hand in the in a hollowed out chainsaw, and they piped like tobacco smoke through the tubing on the back, so it looked like the engine was running. Right. And there were some scenes where he had like there were pipe piping running off his sleeve down his leg, and then they were pumping smoke in through the end of this pipe, <laughs> and it was running all the way up his body and out of his arm, like out of, through the tubing, and then out of the side of the chainsaw, so it looked like it was running, which is pretty cool. But I haven't told you the premise of Evil Dead 3 yet. No, God, it's just get better. Which is called Army of Darkness, but should have gone with the working title, which was Medieval Dead. <laughs> right? Okay, <laughs> Because at, at the end of Evil Dead 2, Ash opens a portal to banish all the evil dead people. Mm. But then uh, he opens it and then he can't close it. <laughs> and he gets sucked in and <laughs> spat out in the 1300s. What? <laughs> which is... Just great. Why does he open a portal to the 1300s? I don't know why he sent all the Evil Dead back to the 1300s. He thinks they'd have more difficulty dealing with them. <laughs> I mean, it gets them out of the way, doesn't it? What if they kill, like, his ancestors? Oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, he goes back in time, and there's a scene where he makes himself, like, a, a metal hand out of, like, an old, like, a knight's glove, and he just puts some sprockets and gears in it. <laughs> and then he kind of pumps the hand on, and he goes, and yeah. It somehow magically works. Yes. Also, his chainsaw never out, runs out of fuel at any point in any of the movies. Yeah, it's it's nonsense, but I quite like it. I'm going to dig these movies up. <laughs> oh, God. We might Maybe have another... we can do one on the podcast. <laughs> I was going to say. They're, homo- they're horror comedies, so yeah. they're, they're aiming to be this bad. Or not this bad, you know, to be amusing. Ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. It's over the top. Um, there's also a scene in Evil Dead 2 where... Ash is shooting at the wall to try and get a giggling entity. And he shoots it, and then loads of blood sprays out of the wall at him. It stops, and he goes to sit on a chair. I should have just started here, shouldn't I? Ash goes to sit on a chair, and he sits down, and the chair just breaks beneath him. Yeah. And this deer head on the wall, like, turns around and just starts laughing at him. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, a lamp next to him starts laughing, and the whole room just starts laughing at him, because he fell on the floor. And Ash just starts joining in, <laughs> slowly going insane. And then, as, like, it all builds to this raucous laughter. Yeah. And suddenly it just stops. It's 
And then he, he yeah, it's great. He just leaves. <laughs> yeah, he just sorters out. Um, yeah. They look funny and ridiculous, and I'm completely on board. Right. So, yeah, it's, I feel like a bit of, I felt like a bit of a, uh, a fraud bringing Ash's chainsaw would hands you, into a metal take, arm episode. Would you take your chainsaw hand? In my day to day? No. If somebody came to you right now and said, Joe, I can give you a chainsaw hand. <laughs> Would you accept his offer? I mean, the pros are I could be a reasonable lumberjack. Yep. I could make a career change, but who wants tree surgery done in London? <laughs> there are no trees in London. Mm. It's a desolate wasteland. It is. Um, it's closer to Mad Max. Than <laughs> forest. I mean, it wouldn't help me in child's like working with children, would it? At all. <laughs> That's just asking for trouble. What if the child wanted to be a lumberjack and wanted you to, like, demonstrate what it was like to be a lumberjack. Then I'd be fired. <laughs> They'd be like, Joe, you showed a child how to cut down a tree. We only have one tree. Done. This is London. <laughs> it's the one tree in London where you cut it down. <laughs> this sacred relic of a lost past. What about his medieval hand? Would you take that? It it basically is a nice... It, I mean, it's super strong, again. It can crush an iron goblet. And it, it amazes everyone who sees it. But it doesn't really do anything special. So, because I don't crush iron goblets on a regular basis, I don't. I wouldn't take the hand. Well, maybe the only reason you don't crush iron goblets on a regular basis <laughs> is because you don't have a metal hand. It's because I can't, Will. Yeah. I'm just. I was embarrassed to um, to raise the point, but yes. No, I wouldn't take either of these. There are so many cons and barely any pros. <laughs> I don't think fine. having a chainsaw on your hand would make you a better lumberjack than just holding a chainsaw regularly. Even. No. Imagine the paperwork would be really difficult to do. <laughs> And also, I guess you'd never lose your chainsaw. <laughs> but also, the That's chainsaw the never runs out of fuel. That's true. You get that with this, so you but, save up a lot of money. But is that because it's on his arm, or could you just get to that chainsaw? Good question. Despoiling no, yourself. I, I think it's like the fact that it's been welded to his arm. Maybe you He could... uses his blood as fuel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yep, that's the deal that's now. <laughs> All right, I think we're done here. <laughs> the fugitive? Go for it. Now you've seen The Fugitive Yes you? I have It's a very good movie So you know I know You know <laughs> So If you look up uh, Stuff about The effects for The Fugitive Yeah The most Thing that they sort of Say a lot They're very proud of this I'm really Is that they actually Crashed a train For that Yes scene. They're I'm... very proud of that I mean It's a big but crash it used up All of their budget And they didn't really Have much <laughs> left <laughs> Well done. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people were surprised it didn't win the Oscar for best effects. Best train crash. Best train crash. <laughs> Although, as I told you earlier, Tommy Lee Jones won best supporting actor. Yeah, Oscar for that. Did he win good. any other Oscars? Uh, what? Well, uh, I don't think so. Snubbed for best not that, not that I. <laughs> the Oscar everyone wants. <laughs> so, for example, yeah, the bit where Kimball jumps off the dam. Yep. The d- they just, it's a dummy, obviously, yep. but like the arms don't even bend or anything. It's, just, like, <laughs> it's really stiff. But yeah, if you, if you look up fugitive effects, it's all like you know we crashed an actual train for that. Train what on crash. purpose? All these? This is like an accident. What? Like they acted? They they were just staying at a motel. Wrecked, they had the wrecked bus. Yes, just happened to be on a train track. Oh boys, I can see some antics going down here, <laughs> and they just set off. Wait for a train to come. Yep. Smash it. Don't worry, the line is absolutely clear. Send all the trains you want. 
<laughs> there are no buses here tonight. <laughs> so, because of that, I looked really hard and I couldn't actually find how they did the guy's prosthetic arm. Yeah. But because one, you don't really get that good of a look at it. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, it's usually like, he's always wearing like a long sleeve shirt. Yes. And you can just kind of see this plasticky hand sticking out. Yeah. So I imagine it's like, um, like Nebula's arm or something, where it's this literally just put something over his yeah, regular arm. Legit arm. There's no reason why they couldn't do that, especially since it's not, like, it can't articulate really. It's just, it seems to be pretty stiff. Okay. So, there's no real reason why mm. you'd need to do anything fancy. When's the fugitive set? Ninety. Uh, not not modern enough that you'd have like sophisticated yeah. ones. So it's basically because there's a bit where he goes to the lab where they make them, and they do seem to have like the one that the villain has mm-hmm. doesn't seem to be the most sophisticated one they could have. Okay. Because there's a bit where he goes to the lab where they make them, and you can yeah. see ones that actually look pretty nice. Yeah. And he doesn't have one of those, <laughs> even though he is in cahoots with a senior guy at the hospital so you would this have thought true. maybe he could have I reckon if they declare war he'll get a fancy metal arm <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he barely uses it does he he does it seems to be more of a hindrance really yeah because when he goes to fight he, he tries to kill or he does kill Dr. Kimball's wife yep and during the fight that he has with Dr. Kimball on that it seems to just get in the way really yes. <laughs> like he's try. I think there's one point where he like he tries to choke Doctor Kimball with it. Yeah. And like, if he had a regular arm, he could have got like a much firmer grip. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just seems to hurt him more than help him. Yeah. It's not it's not a good. It's not, it's not a good arm. No. Can you knock a man out with a solid lump of metal arm? The thing is that I don't think it's metal. I think it's just hard plastic, which you could still hit someone pretty hard with. True, but it wouldn't. But. Like I said, it doesn't seem to articulate very well. Yeah. So I'm not sure how good of a whack you'd be able to get. Just meant use your other arm. <laughs> Just grab, take <laughs> off your prosthetic, Just and whack someone. Hit a guy with it. Yeah, that's my plan. Or just use it like a walking stick or something. Fair enough. So would you take this over and? No. Are there any pros? It's rubbish. I guess the the only literally the only one is like if you were getting attacked, but not like. It wouldn't, like, take, like, a gunshot or something. If you were being attacked just, like, with fisticuffs... Yes. Then you could maybe use it to protect yourself, but I'd rather have the second arm to punch back with. You want a Winter Soldier medal arm to hide behind. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, no. There are no upsides at all. There's one upside. What? The police don't believe Kimball's story about his wife being killed by a one-armed man. It makes you less suspicious. Except later on when he proves it and they're now looking for a guy with one arm and he now stands out. But if Kimball had said, like, my wife was killed by a, f- a man with an entire body, then he probably <laughs> would have been like, hmm, maybe he was killed by someone else, we should look into this. Because he was like a one-armed man, they were like, no, one-armed men are all kind-hearted people. <laughs> I think it's more because they found lots of his DNA on murder weapons and things. I mean, that that also, yeah. <laughs> Underneath her fingernails. The fact that Kimball also, yeah. Yeah, he did look a lot like he'd done it. He did. I didn't still think he did, to be honest. I've seen the movie. I'm with Tommy Lee Jones. No, but Tommy Lee Jones at the end comes round. Damn, he betrayed my cause. Like, I didn't kill my wife. I, I don't, don't care. care. That's what Tommy Lee Jones sounds like. Are you sure you watched the actual feature? Do and then later Not like on, like a college student remake. Later on, he's like, "I know you're innocent." This I don't care <laughs> I don't care and then he just jumps off another dam but I like that because you start to 
Doctor Kimball is like the hero of the film, right? Yeah. And you kind of you kind of support him. Yeah. But I also support Tommy Lee Jones' character. Because, yeah, with the information he has... Yeah, I, I like his character. He's, like, he's very dedicated to his job, and he's going to be very good at his job. Yeah. And I, I really... I just want him to win, actually. <laughs> he is, in a way, like a Gene Kranz. He is, Of yeah. the fugitive capturing world. The, the, the dogged team leader. Yes. The top dog. <laughs> yes. The, the top. big dog. Oh, that's it. Yeah. See, the thing is, though, he calls himself Big Dog. <laughs> Which is a bit fierce. It's not quite the same. But he wants everyone to call him Big Dog. But they just won't. <laughs> Alright. Anything else to say on The Fugitive? No. It's, All got, right. it's got a rubbish metal arm. It's not even a metal arm. It's the worst arm. It's so got far. a like, plasticky arm. Yeah, it's rubbish. Zero out of ten. <laughs> no real world applications. Zero real, real world applications. Although you can successfully do a murder with it, apparently. Yeah. Alright, would you like to know, Will? About Tiki Johnson. Okay. Here in we Live go. and Let Die. <laughs> Alright, I um I need to tell you about the scene in which we meet Tiki Johnson. Uh, well Oh no. For reasons James Bond goes to a crocodile farm. A crocodile farm, right. <laughs> or an alligator ranch or whatever you want to call it, right? And Tiki Johnson is there to greet him. A man with one arm. And he's he's wearing long sleeves, and it's very basically... Oh, okay, so he doesn't have a hand on the end of his arm. He has kind of like a three-pronged claw thing. Not like a nebula claw. It's kind of like there's two parts on the top and one part on the bottom, and they come together to to grip things. It's oh, not okay. an efficient... They, they form like a cone when they come together. Yeah. So that's yeah. what it's right? Yeah. It looks a bit like a bottle opener, in a way, okay. when it's opened up. So, oh, I see, I see. Yeah, right, yeah. He lost his arm to an alligator. He lost his arm in Vietnam. No, to an alligator. Oh. Or a crocodile, I can't remember. But he points out the specific one that it was. He's <laughs> like, there's a, over one and a half thousand gators on this ranch. That one there is Big Albert. He took my arm. <laughs> He's not, like, that accent that I gave him. Do you reckon he doesn't actually know which one it was? He just points to the right <laughs> one. The closest, one. The closest big one. Now, I reckon Big Albert's following around all the time trying to get the other arm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he leads Bond over this very rickety bridge. Mm. Like, Bond, these people will know that Bond is there to spy on them. Bond knows that these are all the villains. And he leads them over this rickety bridge onto a little island. Um, and all, like, all, all the time he's he's got a tray of chicken. So it's it's feeding time for the one and a half thousand alligators. And he's just got a little tray of chicken. And he opens a barrel with his metal arm, yeah. he punches through the lid, and he has like a little he has like a <laughs> little he just open it like a normal person. He has like a little cutting side, like okay. a, um so a sharp edge to it, and he can kinda of cut around the top of the barrel. And he pulls out some chicken, puts it on a tray, and then he throws it hither and thither, and the gators all chomp on it menacingly. Yeah. And uh, Bond steps onto the island, and Tihu Johnson throws more of the chicken around. And he steps back on the um, Tihu Johnson steps back onto the bridge. I'm calling him Tihu Johnson every time now. And one of the one of his dastardly henchmen yeah. starts turning a little handle, yeah. and the bridge returns to shore, leaving Bond stranded on Crocodile Island. And they they exchange quips, of as course. you may imagine. Yeah. And then all the villains leave. <laughs> They're like, well, there's no way. There's no way he'll escape from there. <laughs> he can wade through this water that's like two feet deep. There's, there's like a boat quite close to him, but there's no way he'll get away. Let's all go inside and 
Smoke cigars. Yes, probably that. So, Bonds, this is quite a famous stunt. Um, I'll talk about how they did it in a minute. But basically, the crocodile's closing. There's like two minutes of the crocodile's getting very slowly closer to a man's leg. <laughs> and Bond going, oh, the crocodiles. Uh, Roger Moore decided that Bond should be wearing crocodile shoes that day. Just for a laugh. And he spies that it's like land, like five meters away. And there's three crocodiles yeah. in the in a row, in a row. Right. and he's like like in like a zebra crossing battle. Yeah. He's like, you know what I can do? I can <laughs> leap effortlessly across the backs of these crocodiles, and then he does that. Good. And then he opens the very rickety gate, gets some more chicken, spreads it like in a line to the villain's big shed, and then like sends several crocodile, like a big crocodile in. I think it's a big Albert he sends in. <laughs> and then sets the place on fire. <laughs> so I feel like it was a bit of an overreaction from Bond that these guys put him in a situation he could very easily escape, and then he threw a crocodile in their house and burned it down. Well, they did try to, just because they're rubbish at killing him, <laughs> doesn't mean he should go easy on them. This is true. But yeah, they all escape. So. When you said he sends in Big Albert... <laughs> I imagine him like he's holding the door open like go 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 Big Albert go go get him <laughs> and Big Albert's like charging towards <laughs> 006 at your service sir <laughs> for queen and country and he's rockets in he grabs the guy's other arm. And then Bond betrays him by burning down the house. Yes. I'm sorry, I had to do this, Albert. I understand. <laughs> it's for the mission, Bond. <laughs> so, the uh, crocodile leaping stunt. Right, they met this guy, and his name is Ross Kananga. I think his name is Ross. Mm-hmm. But the villain is called Kananga, and they named the villain after this guy because he's ridiculous. Like, as a child, he his dad owned this crocodile ranch, and he they did shows with the crocodiles. And he, at the age of eight, was doing the thing where you shove your head in a crocodile's mouth. Right. And one day, the crocodile decided it was going to close its mouth. And he had his head stuck in a crocodile's mouth for 20 minutes. Wonderful. I think his dad was also killed by a crocodile. Which, because. Um, but he was like, yeah, um, I can do that. I can jump across the backs of these crocodiles. So they tied the crocodiles down to the bottom of the thing where their legs. Mm. And then there's there's footage online of this. The shot in the movie is the fifth attempt. Right. And the first four attempts, he kind of trips and lands on a very angry crocodile. Yeah. And it's nuts that they did this. It's it's ridiculous, Well, It's one of the strangest things. Imagine going to work and this guy being like, all right, I'm... I'm going to run across some crocodiles. I'm just going to tie their tiny legs down so they can't move, and then I'm going to leap across their backs. This is This is today. <laughs> And then, yeah, they shot that. What else can I tell you about that? Well, tell me about the middle arm, man. That's why we're here. Oh, yeah. Um, That's what all the good listeners want to know, Joe. He barely uses his middle arm. I just wanted (laughs) to talk about that scene. eager anticipation. All right, so at the end of the movie, he sneaks onto a train to try and kill Bond, and he uses his metal arm to its full capacity. Would you like to know how he sneaks onto a train? Go on, then. He hides in a mailbag. Okay. And they put him on the train, and and his little his little claw ominously pokes oh out. And he slits a little hole down the bag. <laughs> it, it's great because Bond is like he thinks the mission is over, and he's um, seducing his lady some more in their bedroom, their train bedroom, and the, the train room, the tread room, 
And then you, you keep seeing his metal arm going and doing things. His little metal claw will slice its way out of a thing. And then it, like... He, I mean, surely this would hurt you in some way, but... He very delicately opens up, like, a fuse box yeah. just outside their room. And then he kind of just jams his claw in. <laughs> and has out all the wiring. And their lights go out. And, I mean, surely he'd be electrocuted, right? Um, but in, in this scene... Him and Bond have a have a slight tussle, mm. right? Um, his lady friend is on one of these folding beds, so he kind of just as soon as the guy comes in, he just <laughs> folds her away. away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> and then, yes, this man he uses his metal arm for many metal things. <laughs> many metal things. Yes, Bond. Like you can imagine, Bond grabs a, a thing that's clearly made of like balsa wood, and he swings, and the guy cuts it with his metal arm, wow. snaps it with his jaws of his hand, and. I, th- I feel like there might be some increased strength in this, I'm not entirely sure. Um, it's, it's not a very good fight, if I'm <laughs> honest. But it ends up with Teehee pushing Bond up against the window. Yeah. And instead of using that knife that we saw he had in his hand earlier to cut through mailbags to just slice his throat and have done with him, he kind of holds him up by the big wrist lump of metal. Right. It's like oh, basically yeah. like pushing a tin of beans into a man's throat <laughs> and waiting for him to die. <laughs> And, I mean, it takes so long that Bond, he has the time to reach across to, like, he pulls the guy's sleeve off, exposing the shoulder of his metal arm. He then reaches over to his suitcase and gets some, like, nail clippers. (laughs) They look like a tiny pair of pliers, but I think they're supposed to be nail clippers. Unless he just carries pliers with him. And then he, like, reaches into the arm and cuts two of the wires. (laughs) In the arm, but we're not talking like electric wires here. We're talking like hydraulic cables. Nice. Um, so yeah, and then his arm gets caught on like one of those. You know how buses have bars across the windows. Yeah. This train has bars across the windows, and his hand clamps shut on the bar of the window. And Bond sneaks out, punches him several times, and throws him out the window. <laughs> but his arm remains, and then Bond throws it out the window as well. <laughs> And then he pulls his lady friend down. She's like, James, you think that was funny? What What were you doing? And he says... Oh, God. What did he say? Just being disarming, darling. That's one of the worst things Bond fans <laughs> have heard so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bond also throws a deck of cards in his face at some point in that fight. Good. But, yeah, it just seems like they made a cool-looking metal arm. How I did mean, they do it, Joe? Well, okay. So it was very clearly they just gave a man a slightly longer sleeve than normal, and he held a little oh, claw okay. in his hand, and he had like controls for it, so he could open and shut the jaws of his metal arm. But then when they pulled the sleeve off, I mean, obviously he had his hand tucked in to his shirt, and that actually looked quite cool. All the workings of it, the fact that it was wires and springs and stuff. It doesn't seem like you could move it around very much if it's just physically physical cables. And... No, it's not very manoeuvrable, yeah. and. You don't actually have a hand. You just have a little claw. So would you take this, if someone said to you today, Joe, I can give you the arm of that guy from James Bond. I mean, it's not exactly clear how he actually moves it. He must, something in his, maybe it's attached to his tendons. Who knows? But, no. No. It's a terrible metal arm. (laughs) It's one of the worst. I mean, you can cut your way out of a mailbag. (laughs) If you're likely to be abducted, this is a good arm. (laughs) If you're, Picking up, it's a chicken. It's a good arm. Um, it's very situational. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not really that good for picking up. It's a chicken. I saw Roger Moore was saying that 
like he'd keep trying to pick up bits of chicken and keep dropping them and the crocodiles were like right nearby and they were looking at all this food on the floor near Roger Moore's crocodile shoes <laughs> but yeah another one with not many pros unless you have a very specific thing specific situation yeah, yeah. is that the film where the guy inflates yes at the end a man inflates okay we'll just leave that live there. and let die deserves its own episode okay <laughs> I'll do one at some point uh, so that's me that's me out of Metal Arms we've still got Forrest Gump to do we do with Metal Arms leg so tell me Will tell me about Lieutenant Dan and his two fully working arms <laughs> well he has two fleshy arms <laughs> yes he does but not two fleshy legs no he doesn't have those no what does he have Will well stumps for most of the film <laughs> he doesn't even have a metal leg for most of the film but yeah it was the first film that really used that technique of putting like a a blue or a green sleeve over them, yeah, and then cutting that out and CGIing in the background or whatever. Okay, but they also did a bit of just like, cutting bits out of the set and just having him put his legs in there, <laughs> like when he's in a wheelchair. Yeah, apparently the wheelchair was specially made so that he could like fold his legs round like underneath himself. Oh, that's quite cool. And sit like that, and you yeah. would be able to see. Yeah, that sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, probably was. <laughs> and like when he's lying in a hospital bed, his legs are just like going through the bed, yeah. you know. But yeah, they made they made a really big doubt deal out of there. Like, look, we green screened out his legs. Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> like they were really proud of it. And now it seems like everyone does it. So yeah, they like well, fast, so that's good. Didn't Forrest Gump win the Oscar for special effects? It might have done. I'm not sure. I think it's because they reinsert Forrest Gump into like yeah, videos of Kennedy various, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that would be true. Yeah, and then at the end he gets to actual metal legs and you get like a whole two seconds <laughs> he like lifts up his trouser leg and goes look I have legs and he like hits them and then puts his trousers down but yeah you don't even really see his metal legs that much so well, there you are there you go what do you take Will no a metal leg over your current arm <laughs> yes <laughs> I don't like to replace my arm with a metal leg think how fast you could run <laughs> replace both my arms with metal legs and just go all like a majestic cheater. <laughs> yes, he loses his legs in Vietnam. He does. Like everyone else. How do all these people lose their arms? Um, let's see. Of the films that I have, the yeah. only one that actually explains how he lost it. So in Starship Troopers, the guy lost it because he was in the military before. Yeah. He was a teacher. Mm-hmm. And basically, I think the first. Because you know, in Starship Troopers, they're fighting like bugs, basically. Right, yeah. He was in, like, the very first battle they had against them, and yeah. he lost his arm okay. doing that. And in Forrest Gump, obviously, he loses it in Nam. I like Forrest Gump because you get, like, a mini Vietnam film. You do? <laughs> you get, like, a Vietnam film compressed into, like, 10 <laughs> or 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, skimming my list. Ash cuts his own evil hand off. Charlie from Kingsman. I feel like he loses a hand in the first Kingsman, but I don't remember very well. Teehee loses his arm to an alligator. Nebula loses her arm to uh, experimentation. And the Winter Soldier loses his arm when he fell off a train that time. Yeah. What if James Bond threw Teehee out of that train and he turned into the Winter Soldier? (laughs) (laughs) I need a a better metal arm. Anyway. Anyway. So which of these arms, Mm -hmm. which one would you most like to have? Alright, should we do an... Should we do an arm ranking? <laughs> From best metal arm to worst metal arm. 
Yes, let's put our arms in order. <laughs> From this to worst. Oh yeah, when Ash cuts his hand off, yeah. he puts the evil hand under a bucket and puts like a load of books on top. Yeah. And the book on the top is called is um, Farewell to Arms. Oh. Which is very funny. Very uh, good. Uh, uh, it made me laugh more than more than not at all. So, I think the worst one is the one from the fugitive. Yes. To be honest. Surely. Yeah. So fugitive at the bottom, and then after that, I think chainsaw hand should go near the bottom as well. Are we talking like day, it's, it's, our day today? Yeah, like if you today, yes, have given the opportunity to replace your arm with one of these. <laughs> but like his medieval one that he gets actually sounds fairly decent, really. Yeah. That was pretty good, but as you shall, we exclude those because they're just hands rather than arms. All right, that's a bit different. But I mean, chase or hand would go just above a bit of plastic. Yes. <laughs> Who's next then? I'm thinking. I'm thinking I think Teehee. Teehee, well. yeah. I, I'm saying Teehee just above the fugitive, really, with his little claw. Because it's just, just a bit naff. And then what are I mean, we thinking? All next? of my Mad Max and Starship Troopers are both actually pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good ones. And then Kingsman was also pretty good. Kingsman has. I put Bucky next worst. I'm still convinced that at some point I'd fire my metal cable hand and it would just (laughs) call him something. I'd I'd shoot it into power lines or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than a hook, but I'd get real cocky with that immediately, and I'd do a lot of property damage. I'd be like, I'll just get the mail for you, madam, and smash through some windows. (laughs) So, what do you think above T? Above T? Really? Yeah. For Kingsman? Yeah, for Charlie and his. Really, you think that's better than Bucky's one? Or uh, worse than Bucky's one? I mean, I th- it has more stuff that it can yeah. do, but I feel like that would be a detriment to me. Because I would... I'd be... But that's you, though. That's not the arm. That's you being rubbish. <laughs> no, okay, I feel like the capacity that the arm has yeah. isn't as good as it appears to be on screen. Because he's oh, always right. using it in wide okay, open spaces. Okay, we'll put... Because we'll put, um, what I'd do, right, is I'd... My room is above the front door, right? Yeah. So what I'd do is I'd order some takeaway food to my house, yeah. and the guy would come and knock on the door, and I'd open the window, and I'd be like, I got it! And I'd fire my hand down. <laughs> Punch the guy in the face. <laughs> He'd have a motorbike helmet on, <laughs> but it wouldn't protect him. So what's that... What's his name? Charlie. Charlie, yeah. So he's going there. And then I think Bucky. Bucky or Nebula? Which is... I think Bucky's is worse. Bucky seems more clumsy. Nebula, you can yeah. change the attachments as well. That's yeah, fun. and Buc- yeah, Bucky's is clunkier. I feel you could do more damage Bucky. with it. But when am I ever trying to do damage? Nebula. So we've done that. We've done Nebula. The only one I've got left is none of them. Um, so you've got Mad Max. It's between basically, it's between Mad Max and I would put Mad Max or Furiosa here. Yeah. And then uh, I forgot to say it's Lieutenant. Man, Lieutenant Starship Troopers. <laughs> he has the best because it's from the future, basically. Yeah, basically, that's the only one set in the future, isn't it? Because even Guardians of the Galaxy, is yeah, that's te- modern day. Yeah. It's technically modern day, although well, they're aliens and things. Mad Max is a post-apocalyptic future, but that's yeah. a rubbish future, right? Let me just look up Lieutenant Jean Jean Vezac. This ma- this guy. Yep, he does have a name. Jean Rezac. Rezac. So, yeah, he's top. So, our official ordering is yep. Lieutenant Jean Rezac, yep. or Lieutenant Starship Troopers, as you put him here. <laughs> With his futuristic metal arm. With his futuristic one that seems pretty good, actually. Yep. Pretty nimble. He can, like, shoot guns and everything. Excellent. Then Furiosa for Mad Max. The rusty post-apocalyptic arm. But there doesn't seem to be really any drawbacks. It seems to be as good as a regular arm, although probably doesn't have touch. Just 
I would think that. But none of them seem to really, so. I think so. Then Nebula. Yep. Because seems pretty sort of, it's not bulky. And it's not from can, space. Isn't and it? you can switch out the attachments at yep. the end. Then Bucky. Yep. It's just a big club of metal. <laughs> then Charlie from Kingsman. Yep. Because it's not as good as it might seem. A... <laughs> They'll have a horrible accident. Inevitably, immediately, yeah. Then T.E. There's a NAV one that's just... It's it's like a it's a can opener, basically. <laughs> it's a glorified can opener. <laughs> then the one-armed man from The Fugitive, because it's just a lump of plastic. Yep. Wait, who out of those people did the most murders? I think all of them are murderers. Surely. Well, it depends if you count them as murderers. Because Lieutenant Vesak from Starship Troopers is a soldier, you know. Yeah. So it's not really murder. No, also he's not killing humans. He's killing He he mostly kills one human. Okay. The fugitive guy killed one human that we know about. Yeah. Teehee. I don't know if Teehee has killed anyone. He might have at least really tried. (laughs) Tried but failed. I like to think he's a terrible head. Charlie's killed at least several people. Yes, he kills the people in the opening scene of that movie. Bucky's killed several people. Nebula's killed several people. He's killed the most. If we're counting just humans, if we're counting like aliens as well, then probably the Starship Troopers. Yeah. But if we're counting just humans... Well, Bucky is... He's been working since... Well, it could be Nebula, really, because we don't really... Ooh. She seems to have been going around with the Ronan and... and yeah. Thanos for a long time. She's also a very efficient killer. But yeah. Bucky's been working since World War Two to the present day doing assassinations. Yeah. But Nebula's the kind of person who wouldn't mind a bit of collateral damage. It's probably Nebula, really. Yeah. All right, fair play. All right, shall we... What do we, what do, we do at the end of these? I never remember to look it up. We don't do scoreboards. Nope. We... Do we do best defense? Oh, we have them fight each other, which we've basically done. All right, yeah. <laughs> basically done. Oh, no, okay, let's have all the characters fight each other. What? Okay, why don't with their arms? You select one from your list. I'll select one from mine. Oh, yeah. Have that fight. I'm picking Lieutenant Razak. Right. He's a real hard ass. I bet he can beat anyone else on the list. He probably could. I'm going to take Charlie from Kingsman. Oh, he could definitely beat him. And the, the, the fight distance that they start at is the length of Charlie's cable apart. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I, I, I'll pick the Winter Soldier then. Would that be a better fight? But my guy gets like a proper gun. True. And he's like a, a real hard-ass soldier man. He's also from the future. He's also from the future. All right, I think you win. <laughs> I think this is the order of how the fights this, go. That's probably the order of how good their arms are. Is probably also. I want to see the fight between Teehee and the guy from the fugitive. <laughs> Actually, it's... it would be like two old men fighting. <laughs> Teehee versus Charlie would be a good fight. Yeah, because wouldn't Charlie just win? He'd fire his arm, but yeah. Teehee could cut it off. He just punch him in the face with it, though. This is true. But he never does that. He never fires his arm into someone's face. But yeah, that probably is also the order of who yeah. would win in a fight. So what else do we do? The best section, Joel. The only section that matters. <laughs> we can't put her in all these movies. We haven't talked about all the characters in all the movies. That's true. I mean, she she would be Tommy Lee Jones in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course she would. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Which of these one-armed characters should she play? Okay, that's a good one. Because some of them, we, we, you don't want her as T.E. Johnson. Don't do you? want her as T.E. Johnson or the one-armed guy from The Fugitive. No, because they're rubbish. I haven't seen Kingsman. I mean, so I'm gonna unless he, you can he has convince a cu- me. Okay, he has a couple of good action scenes. Yeah, but oh, I didn't tell you about how he dies, did I? Yeah, he come, he come, like he gets out of the tree by detaching his arm. Yeah, and he's still. It's like sparring for a fight 
And Eggsy's like, it'd be unfair for me to fight you with one arm. Luckily, I have a gentleman. And he puts one arm behind his back, and they have a fight where they both only have one arm. And it lasts 30 seconds. <laughs> this guy who's had one arm... His whole life. Several years. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. beaten by... Just An overgrown arm. child. Yes. And then that guy breaks his neck. Oh. Yeah. So, no. Well, Charlie, yeah, Charlie dies. Big on, big on Charlie. Do now you want to actually the good ones. I reckon she... Oh, actually... Hmm. Would she make a good nebula? Yes, of course. How would she not? I don't know. It's, She's too pretty. I was thinking... The, the issue was putting her under all the makeup, but then... Mystique. Mystique. I was going to say, when you said how long the Deadpool makeup took. Yeah. I was going to say Mystique makeup took longer. Right, give her Nebula then. She can be Nebula. I don't like Furiosa. No? To be honest. Okay. I haven't seen it, so I can't argue. You ha- so, okay, yeah, let me talk you through the rubbishness. <laughs> you know, I often point out in the films how the bad guys are actually the good guys. Yes. If Mad Max is another one of those, right? So the supposed bad guy... Yep. Basically, he's supposedly a bad guy because in this post-apocalyptic nuclear wasteland, he rations water. What? Basically, he's in charge of the society. Yeah. And he has control of the water, and he lets all the people have water very infrequently, right? Right. And people think this is bad, but like, <laughs> presumably he doesn't have much water, you <laughs> have to be careful with it. So, Furiosa and a bunch of other people go off and find there's like this rumor of like the green place right mm. it's like there's lots, lots of water yep. and they find that and basically they found that that society no longer exists because they squandered their small amount of resources yes and then they go back kill the big bad guy yeah. take over his society and the first thing they do is just turn open the water taps just pour it <laughs> and so like You've got to be harsh with resources in that situation. He's not an evil guy because he's rationing the water that they have. Is he's he... ensuring their survival? I'm going to watch this movie You'll with, see with your mean. lens. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she's not being furiosa because she's rubbish and has no concept of self-restraint. So, oh yes, also one of the first things you see furiosa and her band of people doing yeah. is they basically they steal a water tanker and. They have this very limited supply of water, and one of the first things they do with it is they take it out, and they're like washing their face and washing their hair. Yep. Like, what well, you need that to, to live? <laughs> it's for drinking. It's not a good sign of how good leaders they would be. <laughs> anyway, so take for Nebula. Unfortunately, the Starship Trooper guy dies. Are we retcon? Right at the end. Are we retcon? We can retcon his death. Is right at the end. All right. Here's the rule. Okay. We have to make all of the characters that Jennifer Lawrence plays in the same universe. Okay. Of these one-armed characters. Are you saying she should be several, or do we have to pick one? No, I'm saying make her Nebula, and then make it somehow she also has to be the general, but it's the same Ah, okay, right. Well, she's not being Bucky. Why not? What's wrong with Bucky? I don't remember anything about him. He doesn't die or have a romantic interest, so he has the two rules. Okay, sure. She can be Bucky, and Nebula, and Lieutenant Starship Troopers. Excellent. I don't know how, how... Now we have to all put them in the same universe. We have to um, mend the paradox of um, the fact that two of these people exist at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, we have to stop her dying in the Starship Troopers. All right, how did she die? Basically, right. uh, she gets both her... Well, both her legs chopped off. Yep. And then gets Mercy killed by... Basically, he tells um, Rico to kill him, basically. He should do the um, Forrest Gump thing. Yeah. I'm not leaving you behind, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I'm just grab him on the back and run through the napalm. Oh, that would work. Yeah. yeah, there you are. Done. Solved. Give him two metal legs. Give him two metal legs. 
<laughs> the guy's about to mercy kill him and Forrest Gump comes running through. <laughs> picks him up and just runs off with him. Like, oh, God, I was going to kill him. Bring him back here, you rapscallion. Well, now we have to put them all in the same universe. Okay, I'm saying... To get into the future, we have an ash, like an, an ash situation where they accidentally open a portal and okay. he gets sucked into the future. But okay, so Bucky would would be Bucky, would be the Winter Soldier up until Winter Soldier. Yeah. Then he has to go to space to be Nebula for a bit. Well, she now, but yes. Yes. Then she has to go and be Nebula, and then she has to come back for Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> is Nebula in Civil War? No, Don't Bucky she? is there. Yeah. But um, it makes sense, though, because the Winter Soldier goes missing after Winter Soldier and pops back up in Civil War. And Guardians 2 takes place just after Guardians 1 in 2014. So the time lines up. It could work. Yes, so how do we get Bucky into space? (laughs) Who would pick up Bucky? Would Yondu do that? Um, Would he be flying by? I mean, he's still Peter Quill. Okay, you can just steal Bucky as well. And just paint him blue. <laughs> you have to blend in with us, boy. Would he still say boy, or would she be girl? I think he just says boy for everyone. Boy for everyone, regardless yes. of gender. Okay. He calls Rocket Raccoon boy. Oh, fair enough. I mean, he has a man's voice, but... You know, he can have the penis as well. I know, I know, that, I know raccoons are male and female. <laughs> Oh dear, I'm just imagining that on an episode of Blue Planet. <laughs> Amazingly, these creatures also have agendas. <laughs> this is a male one. This one is a female. <laughs> then he just moves on to something else. But then how are they getting... Picked up by Yondu. Yeah. Um, has an adventuring Guardians. Yep. Yondu is like, look, this was a terrible error. Cool I was looking and... for someone else. Cool back can be the Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, and he dumps them back on Earth again. And then uh, a civil war happens. Yep. And then Bucky falls through a portal, Ash, Evil Dead style, instead of going to the 1300s. And becomes the... a soldier in Starship Troopers. Yeah. Yeah. And learns about space politics, teaches yep. that for a bit, and then gets saved by Forrest Gump. <laughs> Who also falls through that portal. <laughs> <laughs> he just runs headlong through. <laughs> he really needs to look where he's going. He does. Oh, so yeah, dear. well done. We, we did it well. All of these characters played by Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. In the same universe. Excellent. Good job. So, are we there? Yeah. I don't think there's anything else we do. No, I don't think so. Excellent. Would you yeah. like to wrap us up? Thank you for listening to Practically Effective. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and on the YouTube. We have a Facebook page and a Twitter account at PracticallyFX. And you can email us at practicallyeffective at gmail.com. Yes, you can. Not that anyone does. Be gone. Bye.